East Lansing. You are listening to Impact Izzo, the student voice of Michigan State University basketball. Bringing you news, updates, and more. I'm proud of myself to be relevant. Yeah, it's snow outside. Yeah. but especially Michigan State. What is up, members of the Izone, and welcome back to Impact Izone, your one and only source for Michigan State men's basketball, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM, a part of the Impact Sports Podcast Network, Season 6, Episode 23. I'm Julian Mitchell, joined this week by Kyle Turk, Joey Ellis, Griffin Stroin, and Amanda Poole. 25th episode. This is this is it for season six. It's the last one before we come back to school in August. So fortunately the last one for Joey and Kyle. But we made it to the end. It's been what, three weeks since we last met? It's been a little while. Been a since hot Minneapolis? Minute. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. We we let things settle down a little bit. Also, props twenty five. You're actually keeping count. Oh yeah, I think oh, that's yeah. the hardest thing to do. Oh you yeah, get, doing the 25 that's easy, but keeping count of all of them and making sure you're on the right number, it's tough work. That's yeoman's work. You you need to start us off too. I mean, what is this, Griff? This what, is, are we, what are you gonna? What, we need the the traditional rallying cry. We're pod pod potty, <laughs> potting it up. Pod pod pot. Thank you. Yep. Amanda, how you doing over there? It's been a while since we had you on the podcast. It's been a while since we see, since we've seen you. How you doing? I know. I'm I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm just really busy lately and finals are really just you know, making me cry. <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> Joey's crying over cry. <laughs> Joey's ear was bleeding. It was. It's been a rough yeah. day. If Joey hacks up a lung in the middle of the I've been battling a, a spring cold. Uh, my ear was bleeding earlier. It's been. It's not it's not okay. It's very it's different been... from a summer cold or a spring cold or yeah. a winter cold. There is a difference. You don't get like he's just sitting in the middle of class. He goes, ah, my ear's bleeding. <laughs> what? Had to leave. Like the nosebleed the... where it just starts leaking. That's is what that? It was. Disgusting. It was oozing. But we'll we'll save the rest of the blood oozes. Oh, it does. I don't think blood oozes. It definitely does. I'm sorry. I've been watching Game of Thrones, and I will say that. Oh, no, we're not talking this crappy show. Move on. My goodness. I thought you'd be happy to know. Very happy. Very, very happy. Gross. A lot of bloody ears in that show. Gross. It's not good. It's just not good. But we're not here to talk Game of Thrones. (laughs) We're here to talk basketball. Um, As you know from our last podcast, and obviously from everything that's come out, The Spartans basketball season ended. College basketball season has ended. Virginia is the national champion. They won this year's NCAA tournament. And so now it's time where we get to take a look back at the entire season for the Spartans and finishing 32-7 overall, 16-4 in the Big Ten following the final four loss to Texas Tech and Minneapolis. Spartans started the season out as the number 10 team in the preseason rankings after finishing 30-5 just a season ago. Injuries changed the outlook on this team for the rest of the season. Langford's injury, Nick Ward's down the final stretch of play, Kyle Arns as well. But they made it all the way to a Final Four, and they finished as the number fi- number five team in the AP poll to end out the season. And we, we've been following this team all throughout the year. Griffin, you with Focal Point, us with Impact covering as reporters. And 
it's been a very interesting team to watch, seeing them go up and down, a couple of losing streaks and going on some runs, especially towards the end of the season. And I want to get everyone's overall thoughts on this Michigan State basketball season. And what do you think people will say looking back on this year's team? Yeah, I I think how you just worded that was great because this team, uh, it went through so much and it was it was a crazy season and it was, you know, in my opinion, it was above what we were expecting from a season. Um, you have to start with that first game against Kansas where, I mean, it just it didn't look good. Azubuki dominated on you know all sides of the board, uh, on the glass, on offense, defensively. I mean, he he was a monster. Um, but then for that MSU team to rebound, and I think the biggest thing that I took away from this team was that they were deep. I mean, I thought we were deep last year, but they were incredibly deep this year from the bench. I mean, Arns goes down, and then a freshman in Henry steps up and becomes one of their best players, a very prominent player. Um, and then same with all the other industries with Ward. Um, Tillman obviously became the, the the star of the team kind of towards the end with him and uh, Cassius doing it back and forth. Um but I think as, as an MSU fan, you just have to be happy with this team and how well they performed this year under the circumstances that they had. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you got next year, but let's now get too ahead of ourselves because last time, I because this is what I've been thinking, when Bridges decided to come back and then everyone was amped up about that season and we were expected to do well, what happened? We, we were knocked out in the first round yet again. So I want none of that. Next year's got to be a good year and we just got to keep it low-key like that the MSU team was this year. It was interesting. I mean, with the injuries and everything, if you were to ask anybody before the season with what Michigan State suffered that they'd end up a Final Four and in 40 minutes away from a national title, I think any fan would take that. But still, you have the people, maybe including myself, who feel, you know, they got there, but I still thought they could have got through Texas Tech. And and obviously, you get Virginia team Michigan State's had previous success with. It usually matches up well. So you look at it. I know you were talking about it, Julian, as you know, no big blue blood in that final four and, and a really good chance to win a title. So that's the one part for fans that are, you know, you know, you're so close and you just couldn't get it. But like Griffin was saying, you make a final four, that's the eighth for Tom Izzo, the 10th for the program. And considering what they bring back, I think it's even more promising for the season. You go three and zero against Michigan, you win the regular season, uh, big 10 title, you win the tournament title. Um, there's definitely a lot of things to be happy with. And a lot to look forward to next season. Every season's different, and I mean, if there you get to talk from Izzo after the year, and I can think you can pretty much agree, either fan perception or anything else, they got more out of this year's team, and they were willing to work as hard as any of his teams that have been to the Final Four, any of his teams that have been majorly successful. There was no, obviously, there's there's a sting of losing in a game where it's pretty winnable at the end, but to get there in the first place, you had to get quite a lot out of the group that they had. Yeah, and I think a big question about this season was that, you know, can you be disappointed as a Michigan State Spartan fan? And I think that that you can't be. They've made it so far in this whole surprise factor and this whole idea that they weren't predicted to do this well, and they did. And it wasn't only just making it to the Final Four, but, I mean, like the Las Vegas Invitational, Big Ten Tournament Championship, um, Big Ten title, all those things along this whole journey of ups and downs, and they still were able to come out with those types of um, kind of um, awards and accolades, like, I mean, that just shows you really can't be disappointed with the team and how well they handled certain things. And I think for me, this season was a was a back-to-basics year for Michigan State. I think the last couple of years with was Izzo bringing in classes that were a little bit out of what he usually goes with, the Miles Bridges, the Jaron Jackson. These are top five-star recruits and two guys who are showing out now in the NBA. And it's 
it's back to guys who have been through the program. Winston, Nick Ward, they've been here now for a couple of years. Add in guys like Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, who are willing to put in the work, and guys who are pliable. They're guys who start out very small. I mean, Aaron Henry was a three-star coming into the program, and now he has potential NBA status. Tillman's been here for a while. Now he's turned into a potential NBA pick. This was a year for Izzo to get back to what he usually goes with, and I think that was a big part of the success. And to you guys, did you see the same thing? I think that's the difference between this year's team and last year's team, was this was a more Izzo-centric team, and I think the success of it truly shows. I think it was Tom Izzo's best coaching year of his time here in East Lansing, just because, like Kyle was saying, he was able to get the most out of what he was working with. And when you have a guy in Langford who's giving you 15 a night go down as early as he did, you need to find ways to adapt. And the, I think it was a blessing and a curse. I mean, obviously you don't want a guy like Langford's stature to go down, but it kind of did force the cards on Izzo to, to relook at the offense and how they want to space the floor and how they want to attack offensively. And it really benefited them. I mean, they, at one point they were just running as smooth as you possibly could offensively. Um, it's not to say they can't get back to that once Langford gets into the mix, but you know, it was a heck of a coaching job, not just by Izzo, all the assistants there with working with what they had to still win 32 games and beat your rival and all the other accolades that Amanda said. It's really, it was really impressive by him. Langford. I, I was talking about injuries. How could I forget about it? We lost Langford way early in the year. Um, but you're right. I mean, this this was one of Izzo's best coach teams. And I just wanted to point out this because it's, it's something that every Michigan State fan thinks about is versus Michigan this year, 3-0. and I mean, we... We beat up on Michigan uh, and and a very good Michigan team. This isn't like you know the olden Michigan teams that were not great. John Beeline's got his team um, moving and to be three and zero against them and in very big games for the Big Ten regular season and the Big Ten tournament title. I mean, this Michigan State team was just it was different this year. I mean, they were able to get it done and win on the biggest stages. And it wasn't expected. I mean, Joey's zero and three Michigan Wolverines sweep of the Spartans was pretty wrong. I'll live with it. <laughs> I tell you what, he 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 positioned himself perfectly. That yep. way, you know, he can't be wrong. And then it's a it's a win if MSU wins for him because you know it goes here. So I mean, he he's in a win win situation. situation. Either he gets yeah, either he gets it right. You or... think that wasn't the reasoning and oh, okay. my thinking before in okay. the preseason? Wasn't okay. it? It, was, okay. it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't definitely the wasn't that. Okay. Definitely wasn't that. And I wanna want to hit on hit on this early because it's a big headline that came out recently about the team, and that's Nick Ward choosing to pursue a career in the NBA, putting his name in the draft with an agent. All signs point to that this is the end of his MSU career, as it said in the uh, the press release that came out, that this will probably be it for Nick Ward. And on the other side, Cassius Winston elects to stay for his senior season. He's not even going to test the NBA waters, be evaluated. He's just coming back to East Lansing. And I want you to get your guys' thoughts on those two players and the seasons they had, I, starting with Nick, who had... Uh, a very up and down season. He started out pretty strong to start the year. He was averaging about 15, I believe, before heading into conference play. Then in gets a fractures his hand in the last five games of the season, loses his starting role to Xavier Tillman, and was pretty much just not the same player coming off the bench and not in that starting role. And you look at Nick Ward, and he's going to try and pursue a career in the NBA after being evaluated a season ago. What did you see from him this season? Because I think one thing that also was big was a change in mindset for him, and I think that's something that will get underrated with this team. You touched on it, his time this season, not, but also his career here at Michigan State, up and down. Um, I mean, if you ask me personally, I don't think he's off to the NBA. I think he's overseas or G League at best. I just haven't seen enough from him that suggests his skill set fits into the modern NBA game. Um, 
mean, undersized, can't really play inside with that size. Foul trouble we see pretty often. He's always in that area. He needs to still work up in his face-up mid-range game. You kind of saw shades of it, but then it would go away and I mean he'd be off the floor with two fouls quicker than you could blink there. Um, Michigan State needed him more so down the stretch, and they got him at times and, and at spurts. Um, but I just think him personally, he tested the waters last year, came back, tested him again. There's no way, I think personally for him, he could tell himself he's going to come back again and, and finish off a senior year. So, I mean, you like to hope that he finds a role in the NBA, but I, I just I haven't seen enough that convinces me he can play at that level. Was it part of his, his little announcement that he said he was sticking in regardless? Or at least not coming back to MSU. I believe so. I'll pull up the press release again because there is a piece in there that said it was pretty much done from the, there. And the problem is, I think you look at some of the whatever prospect lists there are, Draft Express, ESPN, wherever, not even that top 100. And, yeah. I mean, it's a shame because he lo- looks talented for a two-month stretch, a three-month stretch, and then doesn't come up in the big-time games. I mean, can we really point to one game where Nick Ward won the game for MSU over an opponent that was maybe equally matched or maybe just a little bit worse, like a Purdue-level game? I don't think you can. And I think players at the NBA level are more likely to take him. So he played well against Northwestern. He played well against Nebraska. He would beat the mid-level teams pretty fairly, easily. But it's a matter of when he gets matched up against tough individuals and defensive players, he's not one to rise the occasion. Unfortunately for him, because he had a solid career. Won, won a couple Big Ten titles in the process. Nothing to detract from him, but just don't think he'll be playing in the NBA come come next year. Yeah, and the growth was, was never seen there. And, and to go back to the point about him staying in, at the beginning of this press release, uh, this is from Michigan State, not a quote from Nick Ward, but it says he's going to submit his name to the draft. He will sign with an agent and plans to end his Michigan State career. Boom. And the partial quote from Ward here, he says, Based on the feedback I got last year and discussions with Coach Izzo, I'm ready for this challenge and look forward to this next chapter. I am a Spartan for life. Go green. So from the signs of it, the sounds of it, it all points to Nick Ward staying in the draft. And it makes sense. He already got evaluated once. He knew what he needed to work on. And with Xavier Tillman taking that starting role, it doesn't seem like he was going to be the crucial piece the Spartans needed the next season. And so for him, it's it's a point to move on. And I think that's kind of where he's at in his career. It's time to try and test the waters and see where he will go. I'm, I'm with Joe and Kyle. I don't know if he showed the necessary jump he needed to. But uh, he must be listening to last year's feedback if he thinks that that's the reason yeah. he's he's leaving. I'd like to see based the, off like of last year's feedback. feedback from this year. Well, if yeah, if it, if it even happens, I mean, based in a on way. what he didn't do anything this season. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I just I'm not that I'm not, I'm not happy he's leaving, but I'm I'm okay that he's going, and I think that this is gonna give Tillman a bigger platform, even though he already had a huge platform, um, and also like players like Kithier and Henry and all these other players that can step it up and actually make things happen where you notice them and people talk about it. No one talks about Ward besides his hand injury and the special cast he got. That's the thing about Ward, about next year's roster. Does he make MSU in 2019-2020 that much better? I don't think I think no. you can take him off that team and they're still national title contenders. Yeah, and I I I agree with that and I think the big thing with Nick Ward after his freshman year, everyone thought, man, this guy's going to be something. High ceiling. Mm-hmm. High ceiling for him. I mean, he there was that one road game against Minnesota where he put the team on his back. You were talking about, was there a game that Nick Ward won for us? Back in his freshman year, that Minnesota game, he won us that game. And so we had a high ceiling. Uh, he didn't perform as well his sophomore year. And so then he came back. 
And then this junior year, you're right. He just he kind of fell flat with the injuries and with uh, the emergence of Tillman. It was just once again, it was it was a, a flatter season from Nick Ward. I mean, obviously, we wish him the best in whatever he plays and wherever he does in the future. But um, I don't think Michigan State will lose all that much with Ward leaving. And looking at Winston, Winston staying in East Lansing for his senior season. We're going to kind of hit on where he sits in the Mount Rushmore list of Michigan State players later. That is one of the Twitter questions we have in looking at this season and his legacy. So the thing I want to touch on regarding him staying again is he's not going to test the waters at all. And so I want to know what you guys think of that. I mean, this is a guy who post-Texas Tech, a lot of people asked him, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Because he has boosted his stock tremendously in one season and a lot of people, although they assumed he would come back, thought he would at least be evaluated. And to not be evaluated is a very interesting thing, I think. I mean, it kind of shows that he is fully bought in to trying to do more in a senior season. Well, and I think he also wants to win a title here. When you're coming up 40 minutes shy of a title and you can actually taste it with the run they're on, he wants to come back and win one. But his NBA prospect status is weird. It's just you think he would be pretty darn good at that next level, but still athletically pretty average, height pretty average. I mean, he, he makes great playmaking skills, but so does every other guard in the NBA. So his NBA future will be interesting to see if he even makes a, you know, a summer league team or a backup role somewhere. Uh, but I think it's huge for Michigan State that he comes back. I think he was far and away the best point guard in the country this year. I mean, John Morant was good. He was electrifying, made all the highlight plays. But in terms of a true point guard who did what you wanted out of a guard, I think nobody ran the team better than Winston. I mean, he was the whole heart and soul offensively for them. They ran everything through him, and, and getting him back and his experience, especially with Lankford coming back, that makes Michigan State right again a, another Final Four caliber team. And looking over this entirety of the season, I agree with you, Joey. I think the thing for me about Winston is I don't want to say we have a similar body, but the guy just doesn't look no? physically all there. I mean, the arms aren't super defined. He's not like he's not going to scare you standpoint. from an NBA standpoint. From an NBA standpoint, like you look at a John Morant, no, you look at the way his body's standpoint. built. You look at the way <laughs> he comes. No, he comes to the park. He's working us over. Sure. He, oh, he, he, the thing 100%. is, okay. We like say we don't know who he is coming in. He's just you know got the hoodie on with the hood up, whatever. Don't recognize him. He, you know, you think, man, I can play this guy off the court. No, he's, just, he's so deceptively quick. No, but he, that's he, what we're saying about him physically I know. looking yeah, like I, your I, average Joe off the sidewalk. I know. It's just funny to think your about that. What? He's no, a, well, he doesn't okay. tower over you. Compared to Kyle, prototypical D1 yeah, college he's basketball better. player. He's definitely he's the guy who you're sitting in the IM and he walks in and you're like, I might be able to hang with him. Yeah. I don't want to guard him, but like, and then he cooks I'm getting you. a 5v5 with him. <laughs> if, but if like Cassius, you knew him, he comes in yeah. and you're like... He could tear our whole team apart. And he just not cooks you for do 30. That. Yeah, he just destroys you. <laughs> Maybe my confidence isn't at where it's supposed to be. I don't Might know. not be. <laughs> Maybe I've lost a step. <laughs> Probably. I mean, you gotta get some more shots up. I think that's you your do. problem. Yeah, just gotta get in the gym. You know, <laughs> I gotta go to the gym. <laughs> gotta go to the gym. But those are that's it for those two players. I, I definitely think it's gonna be interesting to see where Nick Ward goes and where Winston will go after a senior season. How much he can improve and see where his stock will go from there. Still looking at the season overall, the biggest thing, and Joey hit on it, was there were no Blue Bloods to me in this Final Four. And it was a very, very good chance to try and win a national title. Does it matter at all to you guys that Izzo had this great look at a national title? Not many people even thought he would get back to it this season. They thought last year may have been the last one, but he gets to it here. But it didn't even make the national title game. 
Is that something you're thinking about, that this could be maybe a lost season? And this is not, I don't think it's a choke of a season. Everyone wants to draw, draw up all the numbers of, uh, what is it, 2-8 and eight now in, uh, in the final four games in terms of just basically getting there in the first place. That's always, hey, at least he got there. Name me another coach that gets there as often as he does. I think I said that right on on that weekend. I think you did, yeah. Right after. Find, find me someone podcast. else who gets there. You know, it's it's you could say lost season in the fact that Texas Tech is a relatively beatable team at that stage. But anybody anybody who got to the final four, you saw the game that Auburn gave Virginia in the other semifinal. Uh, at that stage, it's about winning a game. It's not about. Uh, whether or not the season gets lost. I mean, it's it's a random, even at that stage, it's it's all random. The whole NCAA tournament, random. I, I agree, but at the same time, I think if you're an MSU fan, you you love the season that you had and you're really happy with it, but also at the same time, back in your back in your head, I mean, this one hurts. Like you said, there were no blue bloods in this. People, winnable. More can, winnable than it's been in the past when they get there. That's what I'm saying. And like, and like Joey said, a Virginia team who was the number one seed, but a team that you've had their number for a, many years now, I mean, this this was MS, this was a a great opportunity for MSU to to take a take the national championship. I mean, you got past Duke, the the sensation with the the first, second, and third best recruit uh, in that class. I mean, yes, you're you are very happy with the season that you had, but also at the same time, I mean, this one did sting a little bit. I mean, we all felt it. I mean, to not be sitting in that national championship game and not seeing MSU on the court, you know, you kind of felt like we should have been there. I think you as a coach, if anything, I mean, you've got to know Tom Izzo's still losing sleep over it because, you know, you're close. I'd be losing sleep over it knowing how close you are because getting that second title really just puts you in rare air, especially in college basketball when not a whole lot of guys have more than three. So you really elevate your status as a college basketball coach. But he doesn't have anything to prove, and he'll continue to say that. But he also does say he would love that second national title. And when you've got – a Final Four situation when three of the four teams, that's their first time in that situation. You couldn't ask for a better opportunity. And as Griffin said, you got through Big Bad Duke. I mean, there was no giant left to slay. You already did that in the Elite Eight. So it'll be tough to say. It's hard getting back there, as Kyle was saying. I mean, just getting there is something. So it's definitely a missed opportunity, but I think he's got to be pretty darn optimistic with his chances again next season. You talk about it, Joey. He said it before the Texas head game. A second title would be validation. It would be validating for him and uh, Amanda. I, I gotta ask now: How does this? How much pr- more pressure does this put on next year's team to do better? I mean, Izzo made it with less this season, and now he has his cash is Winston, his Big Ten Player of the Year consensus, second team All American coming back, and a pretty good recruiting class that can that includes a Rocket Watch Junior who's only gonna boost the backcourt of the Spartans team. I mean, I think it puts a ton of pressure on them because now they can't mess up and blame it on an injury or blame it on um, an experience. You have a lot of veteran players now. You have um, all of them have experience going into that tournament and getting that far. So you can't blame it on any of those types of things and those factors, the experience and the skill and um, Winston coming back, like all of those things, that's pressure right there because that's expectation. So it's going to be a lot of pressure, but then again, they have those skills now. So the expectations have been there since the end of the national championship game. Literally, you know, those always way too early polls. Yeah. MSU's won. They are the number nine, one team. Nine out of 10 times, I feel like it's been MSU. And then Michigan was right there for a second, too. 
and and the draft process is kind of taking a chunk out of that. That yeah, that killed but, the Wolverines. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk that later, but it's it's <laughs> almost every single one is top five at least, top three usually, but and then a lot of them number one. It's pretty deserving though. I mean, when yeah, you look at what they what they've done this year, and I mean, they're losing two seniors obviously from just a experience maturity standpoint, but. Like you said, Rocket Watts, you know, they might have the best two guards in the country next season. and Their backcourt is going to be lethal. Won't have a lot of size, but it might not matter with the way Tillman's playing and if you can hope some of those younger guys come along. It's been, it's been a crazy season for the Spartans, and I think we all can agree it's been one where they have overachieved. And one thing that I said in the beginning, I think Amanda said it as well, was this was a precursor to next year's team. See how far you can get with this one in the next year. You try to improve on that, and I think that's going to be the goal for Tom Izzo and company next year, bringing in a, a strong recruiting class with a bunch of returning players. Cassius Winston back for a senior season. So overall, we'll put the bow, the bow tie right on this season. A good one for the Spartans, but next year, expectations are high. And to help end it off, we have our own Impact Izzone Awards. Ooh, ooh. No, losing. You need like a, you need like a, we'll, we'll come in and post. We'll put in siren. some. We'll put in some nice, uh, some intriguing, like suspenseful music. There's maybe. no excitement wow, behind that. Wow, this yeah. is so redo awesome. It. I wasn't ready. There yeah. we go. There yeah. we go. Okay, hold on, hold on. Redo, yeah. redo. And now we have our own impact is own awards. Ooh, oh, wow. yeah, this, is what, this is what I came for. Yeah. Wow. All of this God. is staying in, by the way. God, oh, it's a, I want it all in. I want it all. I want everyone to know how everyone in this the room let me down the first time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank Sorry, you, we, I was. I saw something come up on my phone. I got distracted. Fantastic. Well, starting out with our first impact is own award. We're going to start with Yay! most improved player. That's not. That's not what most improved player. And Amanda, you can start for us. Who's your most improved player? For this Michigan State team. Wow. Okay. Um, I guess improvement wise, yeah, it's it's got to be Tillman. I just because of his stats last year and like just the lack of playing time he got last year and the um, injury with Nick Ward being able to be on that court for a very long time and actually showing his skills, um, he got a chance to really improve and improve in his gameplay, improve in his um, confidence on the court. So Xavier Tillman, winner. On a technicality, I'm gonna say Gabe Brown is my most improved player of the year <laughs> because from the start from the start of the year to the end of the year, I think even though he got limited minutes, you saw a much better version of Gabe Brown towards the end. One with the game. LSU. It's only because I don't want I don't want Tillman to sweep it because I know oh, he's, he's not sweeping the, it. He's, 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 he wasn't gonna wow. sweep it. He wasn't gonna sweep. Wow. He's not sweeping it. Okay, fine, Tillman. Wow! Just leave Gabe Brown. Uh, yep. He's my man, though. He's he's my number two pick <laughs> for rookie of the semester, rookie of the year. First off, when you said awards, I thought we were giving each other awards. No. I thought we were about to oh, pander something. These aren't paper plates. That's why it was. They're not the paper plate awards. These are not the Dundies. These are serious. That's why I wasn't excited. I was like, oh, this could be awkward. Like, Griff, oh, you're, Griff, you're, not, you're not getting white as shoes. That's what, whatever. So, um, most improved player. I think it's easy. I really do. Cash is Winston. Cash is. His sophomore year was not the kind of player that he was his junior year. He he elevated his game incredibly. I mean, this team this year with Cassius, if we would have gotten sophomore version Cassius on this team, no way they make it to the Final Four. No way they make it maybe past the first round again, the first weekend. I If you're I, talking about stepping into an alpha dog shoes, no one in the country did that better than him this year. In terms of like program-wise, I mean... 
You could say last year you could run everything through Miles and Jaron, and that was it. Cash just took that load and and maybe wasn't as efficient, but definitely improved the amount of times he was touching the ball. He was as efficient, and I think he he changed the way Izzo runs this program now. I mean, Nick Ward got phased out because he was not a great ball screener, and that's what this team turned into, a heavy ball screen offense because Winston is the best player. He and. And he's the best player because he improved so much. His sophomore year, he was averaging 12 points. This year, he averaged almost 19 points. He had run up a full assist. Uh, I mean, overall, this this team was great. Cassius Winston, though, was the reason. And it's because he improved so much from his sophomore to his junior year. Most improved player, Cassius Winston. Those are all valid uh, nominations. <laughs> I like what he's doing there. Valid nominations, but you guys are dancing around it. Number twenty-five, Kenny Goins. Oh, I dang know, it! I know, forgot about him. I know. Pick. After the Duke game, and really all the postseason, he was not great. But I'm just saying from a fact that he entered this season zero shot at playing in the next level, none. Probably still has a pretty slim shot, but he's at least played his way into getting whispers now from scouts, or at least getting looks. Even play last year a game. Well, Some- we got Julian on, we'll our stat man on, on it. But just in we're terms pull, of his productivity, he turned into a legit uh, pick-and-pop type three-point shooter, sends Michigan State to the Final Four on the biggest shot of the season by a mile. And I think it was just him, his ability to, act, to actually put himself in discussions that he could potentially play at the next level. I know Julian and I still aren't sure he can. I don't know if he can. But he's at least put himself in that right to be discussed. Not even so much that as defense and rebounding oh he was great i don't know if if you put like okay standard big 10 level power forward in his spot msu's defense was probably their best feature for throughout most of the year you don't get that without going oh give me the give me the last year's minutes 13.9 minutes a game last season and pulling up this year's he was at 30.4 yeah Plus the points and the rebounding right? obviously came with it. No, that's that's a great pick. That's a great pick, and I was gonna pick it. I want to change mine now. <laughs> it it, hurt, it hurts. I'm I was gonna feel pick like that. it's more of like a I'm per a flip game flopper, thing. But I'm a, a flip flopper. Like I'm gonna think, say I'm gonna I'm gonna be different, and I'm gonna switch. I am going to go with Aaron Henry. Oh, you got the technicality in. I, Nicely done. I'm going with Aaron Henry because. To be the, the three star coming in, I did not expect much from Aaron Henry. Didn't expect him to be the player he is, and he has turned into one of the best defensive players on this team. His offense is still growing, but there are some greats. I mean, he's one of the more athletic players on this roster, and I think he is fantastic. He has turned himself from a three star into a guy with NBA potential that people are talking about. And to me, I, I think he's he's my most improved. I like it. And if you're, it's a good pick. And if we're doing ifs, I mean, if he doesn't get that second foul early in that that game against Texas Tech, I think MSU. Oh, that changed the complexion of the game. Changes everything. Could have. Just saying. I agree. I agree. Texas Tech didn't have another athlete who could keep up with him. They so weren't we're sticking Jericho over on him. I guess. I guess I agree with Amanda on Tillman. Everybody else was split though. That's good. No, you're, you're a flip flopper. We don't. Yeah. We don't care <laughs> about your opinion anymore. <laughs> they call me the flip flopper. <laughs> they call me the flip flopper. Well, you kind of brought it up talking about your rookie of the year. So our next award. Freshman of the year for the Spartans. And I think I'll start off, I'll do the easy cliche one, Aaron Henry. I don't think anything else needs to be said. Anybody else disagree? It's, it's pretty clear cut. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of... Oh, I thought you were going to go with Gabe Brown. Oh, yeah, okay. Foster <laughs> no, Lawyer? I, I would have gone with Thomas Kithier. That's my I was going to say, Kithier would Kithier be my second choice. Kithier yeah, would be my second just choice. Just because efficiency. And I get the sense that maybe next year they give him a, 
it's tough to see where Bingham's at because he might even push Kithier out of the rotation a little bit if he progresses. Yeah. Enough. He lifts more weights. I like yeah. Bingham. He's more, eats a little well, bit more food. Everybody loves Bingham. I like Bingham. Why? I think, I think he can be just a, wait, Amanda. I think just he could be wait. a stud. I think he really could be. And I hope I hope Lawyer's been taking in all this cash this time. R- <laughs> he needs to learn. Buy stock now. Rothstein says it, so it must be true. Or it's not even May yet. We're not sleeping yet. But uh, no, in terms of think about where he was in what was it September October when the season started. Wasn't expected to start. Wasn't expected to play major minutes. Of course, this is before the injury to Langford and Arns and everything else. And then it turns out can add a little bit of a three point shot at the end of the year. Can get to the rim, can be an impact guy both ways. For a freshman who, four-star guy, came with a little bit of expectations, performed pretty well in the process. I don't think there's any dispute for best rookie on the on the roster this year. It's a very good pick. I think everyone went with Aaron Henry. Obviously, he's made the biggest improvement taking a starting role. See where he goes next season. I think there's so much room for him to improve. Aaron Henry, our next pick, defensive player of the year. There are a lot of options. There are a lot of options for this one. You can go the traditional perimeter route. You can go with the blocks, the guy who's blocking the most shots, who's the defender in the paint. There's a lot of people you could pick for this one. Joey, you said this is easy, so you go first. We go Matt McQuaid. I mean, you look at some of the star players Michigan State faced against, and McQuaid's defensive efforts on pretty much all of them were big time in allowing them to win those games because some of the guys he went up against were pretty darn good. I mean, they can all score the ball. And the job he did against Duke, R.J. Barrett, and whoever he was thrown with, Cam Reddish, all those guys. I mean, he did pretty much all season, too, a heck of a job. And I think it finally caught up to him in that Texas Tech game when he really had to go both ways and was getting blitzed offensively by that Tech defense. But, I mean, he was really the, the bell cow of them defensively. I agree with that. Matt McQuaid was a star on defense. But I also think that in reality, if Mark, uh, if Tillman would have played all year, I think, well, first off, Tillman is my defensive player of the year, but I think that everyone would think that if he was able to play the whole year. I think the fact that Tillman could lock up big men in the paint, you know, be a, an enforcer like he is, but also switch with your two or three guard and take, you know, that perimeter player out as well, I that is so hard to do as a big man. And for him to do it and do it so well, I mean, he was shutting down Zion, well, as much as you can shut down Zion, uh, for a good amount of that Duke game. So I, I think with Tillman, with his versatility, both outside and inside the paint, I think he's got to be my defensive player of the year. I really like that pick. I like that pick a lot. That I, switching ability is huge. I will give a shout-out to Kenny Goins and Xavier Tillman, but the main pick's got to be Cueto. Uh, with the things he did to Carson Edwards, to Jordan Poole, the list pretty much goes on and on. I can't remember a, a single opposition player who you could say at the end of the day, oh, McQuaid's defense on him was the reason that MSU – was in a position to win. He he put them in a position to win night after night based on shutting down an opponent's best player. It was huge. He put him in a straight jacket. More noticeable during Big Shout Ten play Clint. than anything else because James Palmer, Vic Law, if MSU wants to lose to those teams like that, they have to have a big-time game from their best player, and McQuaid didn't even give them the option to do that. Yeah, I have to with Quaid? side with Quaido. I just I know that like his defense was game-changing, it wasn't just, oh, it helped them. It, it literally changed the game if he stopped a certain player. And I also know that it was contagious. Once he started firing up on defense, the whole entire team did too because he was captain, because he was a veteran, and the way he played. I think McQuaid, McQuaid is the right choice here. 
I, I want to argue and say some Aaron Henry, but McQuaid was the focal point, and I think you got to give Defensive Player of the Year to him and what he did. And our most valuable player of the year, the biggest award of the afternoon. I'm going to start with Joey. I mean, are we even discussing this one? No, this is, it's an easy is... one. Cassius Winston. I mean, he Griffin brought up the stats and all of that. Um, with what he did last year to, like you said, Julian, assuming the alpha dog role and really being the heartbeat of this Michigan State team, uh, maybe the best player in the country, depending on how you measure that, just with what he was able to do. I think far and away, he was the most valuable player to this team. I agree. I'm a big Cassius Winston fan, and I think he was the team's best player. But I also do think that if you throw in Kenny Goins on this most valuable Dang player, it, Griffin. I'm sorry, but I mean, you got to think this guy was not much to this team last year and for how he was able to perform. And I mean, he was such a key factor for this team, defensively and offensively. He was once again, one of those guys that could switch out with the big men, but also with uh, the guards on uh, defense, but also, you know, could hit the three ball, could uh, pass, get points. I mean, overall, I obviously Cassius Winston was such a strong part of this team and why they were winning. But I think that for Kenny Goins to do what he did this year, I, I, I would, I wouldn't be, I'm not ashamed to say that he could be the most valuable player on that team. I like where you're thinking Griff dog. Don't get me wrong, but the man was almost the national player of the year. Cassius Winston. I, 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 I truly understand that. Just the same thing with McQuaido for defensive player of the year. I think you just have to look at it maybe in a different I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I get where you're coming from, but to to step into the alpha dog role and to basically turn the offense into, of course it was predicated by Langford being hurt, but to turn the offense into, all right, for 50% of this game, let's run ball screens with you and let's see what you can do at the rim or passing off, I'll take Cassius Winston just because he improved defensively too. I don't think that's the one he thing did. we haven't brought up yet. He's not elite, but to say that he could become an elite defender next year is not out of the question anymore. And that's after he kind of a little bit got torched here and there last year and the year before. I think that's the biggest thing with his body is if his body is there, he can pick it up because he knows when to turn it on. I mean, he turned it on against Duke, getting those last couple of steals towards the end of that second half. I mean, he can turn it on. He can flip the switch. So, Amanda, are you rolling with Cassius Winston as your MVP? Yeah, oh, yeah. And, I mean, yes, there is an argument with Kenny Goins, but I think Cassius Winston was more consistent. Kenny still had a lot of games that, um, you know, he didn't, you know, provide anything, really. But Winston always had either assists or something on defense, whatever, even if he wasn't making his three-pointers, or he always turned it on in the second half, um, things like that that really pushed him over the top. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be with Griffin and be different. I'm going to go with Xavier Tillman. I think his ability to to switch on defenders, perimeter, and big men was huge. His ball screen ability changed the way this team is ran. I mean, Nick Ward wasn't doing the things Xavier Tillman was doing. And I give Xavier Tillman credit for a lot of the run. I think without him being the perfect mate to Winston's game, I don't know if the offense runs as smoothly or as well as it does, at least going through the rest of the postseason. So I'm going to go with Xavier Tillman. I think his, his presence was valuable, and it will only get better in next next year's team. And now speaking of next year, that's the end of our Impact Day Zone Awards. Yeah. So yeah. There we go. This will all get fixed in post. There we go. What are you talking about? We're no. leaving all this in. This all stays. This all stays. There's no edits. We don't edit anything. We sleep in May. We sleep in May. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to our boy. Second, second week in May. First week we got exams. I, I can't sleep during that. Oh, I oh, sleep. Are you On kidding? a quick tangent, if I see him tweet out that one more agent rule thing, like 
eight different times in three days. People don't know. People are people are stuck behind a rock. They are. It's not it's not his fault. But he also is a quirky follow. That's like, my guy. I didn't realize how much he's just he's got the news. He's keeping an tra- keeping an eye on the players across the country that are declaring. He's always he's dead. got plugged the, in. He's got the non conference schedules on lock. Am I missing something? G- I believe so. I believe that's his name. IIRC. He hasn't come on the show yet, so I don't know if we can really pump him up. No like plugs. That. All right. <laughs> no plug. He's not on. He hasn't been on the show. He's the, not a, a friend of the program. It's not staying. <laughs> Shout in. out one This, is, this is what we'll edit. It's gonna be. That, that's that's not staying in. <laughs> that, that'll go out. That'll go out. And speaking of next year's team, taking a quick look at the outlook for next year's Spartan team. Not gonna do a go crazy. We'll have a preseason pod coming back in August. But you look at the departures. Nick Ward leaving for the draft. Kenny Goins, Matt McQuaid leaving. One of the Twitter questions, shout out to Andy Sherman for putting this in. But one of the questions is, who is the biggest loss between the three of these players? Ward, Goins, McQuaid. I believe, I think Matt McQuaid's going to be your biggest loss. Not offensively, but defensively. I think having the player to shut down on that defensive end might be something that the Spartans are going to have to look forward to. Not necessarily in the Big Ten, because a lot of those guys are leaving. Henry but might I think be able to step into that role. I think Henry will, for sure. For me, flip a coin. Because they are both so... They were so crucial by the end of the season in terms of going both ways. And Kenny Goins may not have been hitting the shots at 45% from three the way he was at the end of the Big Ten regular season down the stretch. But his impact on the boards... On defense cannot be understated. I would, I would, they will miss both of them. Maybe a slight, slight edge to Matt McQuaid. I'm gonna go McQuaid because I don't know if losing, you know, Goins and Ward matters a whole lot because I think Michigan State can go more small ball next year with Tillman at the five with some of the guards that they're gonna have. Henry at the four. Henry at the four. Retweet. That is the best lineup they can run out there. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But Watts at the two guard, Langford at the three, Henry at the four. Oof. Big retweet. Who's Huge at the five? retweet. Who's Tillman. At Tillman. And the problem would be finding, I guess you could run Bingham and Kithier. You could also run them together. Run Bingham yeah. at the four, I guess. A quite bigger loss. Biggest loss. <sighs> there, there's so many possibilities with next year's roster. There's a lot of possibilities. A lot of things can be tooled. It's going to be very... I don't know how Izzo's going to figure this one out. Great transfers. Yeah, we haven't, haven't even gotten to that. That's a great transition into what we're going to talk about. The new additions. Got Rocket Watts, a four-star recruit from Spire Academy. Forward Malik Hall, four-star recruit from Sunrise Christian. And recently signed forward Julius Marble, a four-star recruit from Dallas Jesuit. Uh, your thoughts on those three guys and also the fact that Michigan State has one more scholarship to offer to players as Nick Ward will be leaving. So there is one place left. The Hauser brothers are taking a visit to Michigan State. I think, I don't remember the date, but they're taking a visit to Michigan State. From Marquette. Mar- for the two guys from Marquette. They're taking Michigan State, Virginia, and one other couple team. A couple of the Midwest. couple of the Midwest. I think Iowa was also one that was going on there for them. But Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Those are two guys. Yeah, they said they wanted to stay together. So that is an interesting thing, depending on what they do, as Michigan State only has one offer. But Virginia Tech's Kerry Blackshear is a big, big prospect that a lot of people are talking about to fill up that four slot. Fits right into the, the to the ward slot. It's a shame he's going to Kentucky. <sighs> well, I mean, <sighs> it's it's tricky <laughs> because you think immediate national title favorites if they get him, and even if they don't, still in that contending range. The the thing was, he's got the production on the level of ward from last year. I think More. it was 15 points and seven and a half boards a game. And don't get me wrong, I haven't obsessed over his highlight tape just yet, but 
you get the sense that with Tillman defensively, you can do some different things with him. Blackshear seems similar from a defensive standpoint where you can mix and match and you can do some different things. You don't have to worry about hiding it in certain situations. But then offensively, too, he actually could step back and shoot the three, yeah. something Ward can't do, which would be... Something that Goins can do. Huge, yeah. It's, 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 it's almost similar a life to life, Goins, right? but more all-around skill set. I mean, and that's and the a little bit more thing. athleticism, maybe, yeah, too. Yeah, no, he definitely is. That's going to be the big thing, because I think Goins is a role that's going to be interesting to try and fill, because there's not another player on the roster who's that pick-and-pop guy that Goins became this year. Bingham, I think but he's Black taller. Sh- yeah, that's Bingham, where Tillman has to But he's going to have to put on some more weight. Tillman's going to have to add a jumper. He showed signs he's of it. He knocked down a couple right. this season. Every, but, but now he's got to get to the point where he can be dependable, well, like see, at least 30%. The way he jumped from last year to this year, right. it's not out of the realm of possibility He either. just needs to make a couple every game. I mean, if he can add that threat to his game, Woo. that pick and roll with Cassius will be deadly. Disgusting. And, okay, last one, because I want to ask about this. Rocket Watch Jr. Oh, yeah. Well, one and done. You know I'm on Superstar. the ro- Oh, well, no. you know I'm on the Rocket Watch hype train. No. You know I'm, like, number one. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm driving, I'm driving the, the train. train. I'm the conductor. Is he right on the line of five-star, though? I'm fairly certain he's, like, I right. I so. He's, he's like a, a four-star recruit for. Um, top 25, though, I thought. He is top 25. Like, yeah. right on that right on that edge of, of where rivals, and some of them just cut it off after a certain amount. Griff, I'm telling you, you're shaking your head right now. I, he he is. You seen his highlight tape? I've seen him. They, he looks great. That, that translates. I'm the with thing, you, Griffin. The, the things that he does, they translate. I, I'm with Griffin. He can, just, he can step out and shoot. No, I. I It'll I, be a matter of just how he adapts to I, the teams that actually play defense against him. I'm sure he looks great on those hoop mix tapes. I'm sure I could look hoop great mix on hoop mix tapes. <laughs> I love hoop mix. I, tapes. That's Shout out my boy Tom. <laughs> hoop mix tape. Paul is, is my life. guy. It's just tough, you know? It's tough for me to to look at these guys and think automatically, this guy will be a star at the next level. It's, it's just I think hard he can do Aaron Henry-esque things. He better and, be. Sure. And Aaron Henry was a pretty darn good piece of this roster I, come, come the end of the year. I agree, but also at the same time, you know, Foster <laughs> Lawyer dominated, and he showed some struggles through this year. So I, I understand that comparing Foster Lawyer to Rocky I mean, Watts is different. It's very <laughs> you're, you're doing the right thing here. You're, Foster you're, Lawyer! You're doing the exact Clarkson right thing. High school. <laughs> hey, don't be. Spire hey, Academy. whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't, don't put just some disrespect on Clarkston. Oh, you yeah. got two Lake Orion natives right here. Also, Fife was a huge Clarkston guy. He would be sick to hear that. Right I'm not now. putting. You watch your all mouth. All I'm saying is, we're talking different levels yes. of high school ball. I I 100 agree with that. I just think it is hard for me to just think that Rocket Watch is going to walk into this program and just become this great star. I think that. We we're talking, and I said big retweet on that lineup, but I also think that it's going to take some games for Rocket Watts to adjust to college basketball. It's oh, just, definitely. But but so then we got to hold back the trade. You're yes. a big conductor, and you're flying. <laughs> I'm, I'm he saying is flying choo-choo 500 choo-choo miles go. an hour. I'm not we got to just relax. I'm not saying 15, 18 points a game. I'm saying by the end of the year, he 15, will 18 points. He will do certain things well enough to where you won't miss having. Matt McQuaid on the roster, per se, from a scoring standpoint. I think he'll be an upgrade at everyone in the backcourt not named Cassius Winston yeah. offensively. And I guess the only other argument I make is we still I'm, – I'm tough to get a read on Malik Hall because I think right around, what, 70 in a lot of the prospect lists – yeah, and he's uh, he's he's a really good prospect. You know, is he a project though? Is he is he really to come in and maybe take some of those backup big minutes too? I think he's a six seven guy, kind of like a Kenny. Gorn. Yeah, six seven one ninety on twenty four seven sports. Little three four hybrid. 
he he's interesting. Those the, the two guys below Marvel's, him, Malik Marvel's Hall a three, and Marvel. Marvel's a three star. Not not expecting anything right away. Yeah, watching their highlights, they're very interesting players. I I don't know completely where they go, but I, I like this class. I think this is all. I don't think Rocket Watts is the one and done superstar. I, I've seen a lot of great players in the high school level, and you can tell when those really great players are going to do it in college. I think he's great. I don't know if he's your one-and-done, go-straight-through type of guys. Oh, I, I, I think two years would be I think, yeah, two is, the requisite for him. Because you know, I think it's, it's going to be a Henry learning could curve. Do too. He, he very year. much could. It's But it's very rare for the one-and-dones in this Tom Izzo program. Jaron was a one-and-done, but Bridges was stayed two years. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy to think that Rocket Watts will stay at least two. It's very interesting. It's going to be some projects for Tom Izzo to try and work with next season. Once again, we'll have a full preseason look at the team coming back in August. <laughs> After that, surely. You're saying August. Not August. We'll, we'll be back and we'll do some work. Back at school work. Back at school in August because we won't even be near a studio. We still have a football season, too. still have football season. But there'll be, there'll be some things coming out. Either way, that puts a bow on this season for the Michigan State Spartans. Joey, you want to say something over nope, there? No, I got nothing. You sure? He's, I was getting emotional. He's getting emotional. He's getting emotional. This oh, is the last cry. time I think on an Impact podcast. I know. This is it. This is, I know. This is it. Wait, are you two? This is it? This, this is, is it. Probably. Oh, I mean, like unless, you count, unless you count Green and White unless, as, a, as a podcast. Unless Turk finagles his way on another, but... Oh, well, you but, see, you'll uh, catch me on Behind well, the Mask next okay. Hop on next the chant. He good? No! You good? You can't say that. You can't tell me to hop on the chant unironically. I'm telling you for real right yeah. now. This is Great podcast. In. Great show. This is staying in. Great show. But that'll put a bow on this Spartan season and put a bow on Joey and Turk's roles on this Impact Still His Own podcast. Up. Peace. I- Peace. I, I do want to say it's been a great journey with you two. I love the heartfelt well, words you, you gave me. I was almost wondering if I should do the thing on social media. <laughs> Griffin and I have been talking about this, this where, you know, you made that nice statement to me at the end of semester party. We gave Julian the, the team MVP award. Uh, a little clap in the well microphone deserved. on that. Well deserved. Oh, wow. And, and, I appreciate and, it. And he called me his mentor, which, first of all, I don't know about that in the slightest. <laughs> and, and second of all, he, he came up with a, you know, glad to accept the award. And I didn't know if I was supposed to go back to him and say, you know what, Julian? I'm really proud of you. Congratulations for all your hard work. And, and I guess we'll have to have the same conversation because you three, the three of us have had this conversation about something else. And we'll have to talk about it once we're off the air. But, uh, Congratulations to, to all of us for being here and doing this all year. Seriously, yeah, you 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 two are amazing. I'm all, serious. All, all, all of us. Congratulations to us too for yeah. for having such a great year. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, shout out you two first for for being great. I've learned a lot from you two. Had some great fun these last couple of trips. Spent some weeks together in a hotel room, and we have not tried to kill each other yet. On the floor. It's been huge. Oof. All of you guys, it's been a great year, Amanda. It was great to do this podcast with you. Our, our first time this year, and we've done it, Griffin. It's it's been great to have you on. You've, you've been great. Just, you do focal point. You're not even supposed to show. be here. I'm just but... happy for the ride, man. This is <laughs> a nice studio. Yeah. You kill it. It's been great to have you, but that's going to put a bow on Impact Is Own Season 6. We're done. We did. See you guys when we come back to school. Early August, we'll be back in school. Maybe have a podcast. Maybe have some writing. We'll have some sort of content for you to fill the time until basketball season gets started. But last time from Studio H for this year, the Spartans team... I'm Julian Mitchell, and we'll see you all next time.